Hey, David. Hey, girl. What did you say about my belly earlier? Um, bigger. What is it? Is it a big old belly, baby? Uh-huh. What is it? It's a big old. Big old what? Big old belly. You know that's when you're raising them right, son. That's right. I'll bring you Pappy any day for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Welcome to BS and Bourbon. Whatever you guys got going on, I appreciate everybody uh, coming to spend a little bit of time with us. I got my co-host here, James. James, say hello. Hi. And with me, I got Justin with Helen Seller, owner, operator, employee of the month, perpetually. Hey, how y'all doing? Salesman. Uh, stock boy, social media marketing, social. Yeah. Yeah. It may, a little janitorial service every now and then. How big is your business card? That's all, uh, all the above. Well, man, I appreciate you drove all the way down here just to hang out with two Georgia boys. Two idiots. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, don't let him lie. He's a Georgia tech boy. I'm a Georgia tech boy. Don't let boy. him lie. You. Yeah. We won't talk about that till after next week. <laughs> there ain't going to be much talk about. It. It's going to be a slaughter. Oh, well, I'm going to have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. You going to come over and hang out with me and watch the game? Mm, we'll see. Yeah. It's I know where be, I'm going to be Friday be morning. It's going to be bad. Yeah, I know where I'm going to be Friday morning, too. I'm glad this is not going to air till after Friday morning. Because, <laughs> sorry, guys, we can do a live report Friday morning. We can, and we can notify the, of the 26th. Come hang out on the 26th. But, yeah. But I think Bob definitely is not smart enough to get this edited by... Black Friday. It will not be done by Black Friday. Let's just all be honest here. Let's just let's let's not play games. Yeah, he's Don't been be editing bad. shows for three months and we ain't got nothing yet. We got some deleted shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And thirty minutes of you giggling <laughs> nonstop. I mean, it was awful. It was, it, it was not so awful. bad that, that John and Zeke just said, Stop, delete this. <laughs> we'll just start again. But we didn't delete it. I got it saved for a gag grill afterwards. Mm-hmm. So James, you bring the BS. Yes. You bring the BS. Will you go first? I will. I always <laughs> do, apparently. So, you always uh, go first. I got two items of BS. The first one I want to talk about, everybody knows. Well, you you probably already know, but Pappy has hit. It's kind of breaking news, Pappy? too. Can, can you explain to me what is pa- Pappy? Yeah. Pappies? I can go, well, you got Pappies with a Z. You got Pappies with an S. You got Pappy. You got Van Winkle. You got Old Rip. Um, and then you got Wizard you got Pappy. Lot, you got Lot B in there somewhere. You got a Lot B. Was there ever a Lot A? Uh, Justin, was there ever a Lot A? I hadn't seen it. No Lot A's. I want the Lot A. So y'all find me the Lot A. If Lot A comes out, I want the first bottle. I bet that's some good juice. I bet it is too because it's non-existent. <laughs> but then you have the Rye. Oh, you know what Lot A is? William LaRue Weller. You think so? By God. Cast Strength Weeder. You need lot to stop a. thinking... And stop confusing Pappy with Weller. They're totally different. But that's, that's William. Says. But William LaRue Weller. Sounds kind of fancy. It is. They call him Bill LaRue. I mean, that'd I, be a pretty sweet name. I think be. I might change my Facebook name to that Bill LaRue. So the second item of BS I want to talk about is um, 
Bob and I went up to Tennessee. We did. And we did some Facebook Live. Did some Facebook Lives, met some new people. Well, I met new people. He knew all of them. But we uh we had to wake up really, really early on Sunday morning after staying up or Monday morning after staying up till three thirty AM trying to teach a uh inebriated Bob <laughs> how to edit soft how to edit content. No, again, you have to point out it was three thirty central time. Yeah. So it was four thirty back home and we've been up since six AM. Well, I mean, that's, you know, if you're going to play, play hard, right? Well, we did play hard. Yeah, too hard. Bob played way too hard. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I'm getting phone calls because it's after 7 in Atlanta. So at 6.30, I get a phone call. 6.30 in the morning. Okay, yeah. We've only been in the bed three hours. <laughs> well, if you didn't take a two-hour shower, you would <laughs> did you Did you fall asleep in the shower? <laughs> no. No. I take long showers. This okay. is well known. This is well documented. <laughs> ask around. I got a good question, but I'm not going to ask it because <laughs> we're halfway family friendly. I just like to relax, man. Just it's a hotel those. shower. How can you relax? Because the hot water never runs out. True. I guess you do have a point. I stand corrected. So anyway, six thirty. I'm on the phone with with one of our moderators, Sean, and uh, I hear a loud bang. <laughs> it sounded like the hotel fell. All around me, it looked, and it, and it wasn't we just the, we were we were on the first floor. Yeah, it wasn't just a bang; it was a, a bang with an echo, like that. Yeah, quit slamming your cup, man. You've got on to me how many times? So I say, Bob, are you all right? Not a word. I said, Sean, I think he's dead. I was thinking of a response to say, but I held it in because it was six thirty in the morning. Yeah, I said, Bob, did you fall? Not a word. And then he starts talking about what we got to we got to go get breakfast. <sighs> So I'm like, Bob, tell me the truth. Did you fall? So he fell, and when he fell, he hit his poor little old back on the no, soap no, 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 dish. No, 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 But again, I took a shower at night, so I did not fall in the shower. Was your ass wet? I didn't know. Okay. The shower was dry. I was sat down on the edge of the tub to put on my socks and my boots. Why not that perfectly good chair or bed? Didn't there wasn't there a couch in the room? No, there was no couch in the room. Okay. No, I went to the bathroom to go get finish getting ready so I could go get me something to eat because we were going to go get these fantastic biscuits. Yeah, that were out. <laughs> yeah. They had one biscuit left. Bologna. Bologna. And I had a chicken, but it didn't. Oh, well. A little dry. It, so, yeah, so I was, I was getting, getting myself prepared, getting ready. And, yeah, so I slipped, and then my back hit the soap dish. Hey, I'm, ever, I'm, a, I'm a human. You ever heard of the Urban Cowboy in that movie with John Travolta in it? We had the Urban Lumberjack. You were just jealous because I looked so good in my plaid. There's <laughs> nobody ever said you look good in that outfit. <laughs> I think Katie says it every time. You know, you make the money and she's just nice to you. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm done BSing for now. Well, I, I think that's a very important thing that Pappy's out. And by the time this episode hits, it might be January 2020. But if, if you're not in the bourbon game and you don't have Pappy today already, you're not going to get it. Yeah, if it, if it airs 2020, you're fired. <laughs> I mean, if this thing airs tomorrow and you don't have Pappy, you ain't going to get it unless you want to pay $800, $900. You know, you, you ain't going to get it. Sorry. Try next year. Go drop four or five grand at your local store. You might get something. Definitely get something. <laughs> Four or five grand will get you something at, uh, at Helen Cellar. Definitely, <laughs> I like I like the way you talk. Right. So, 
Justin, he just sitting over here. He he has no idea what he's walked into because we've been sitting here drinking a little bit, chatting, and then all of a sudden the microphone fires up. And he's like, "What in the hell did I walk into?" <laughs> it's, hitting, it's all hitting me right now. So we are sitting here and uh, we are really enjoying some 1792 bottled and bond that he brought us. It's the the Helen Cellar pick. James, you want to talk about any notes you're picking up on it? Because I'm enjoying this stuff before we jump into this interview. Well, I mean, you know, the nose is, is sweet, pretty aromatic. You know, you get your typical banana taste on the on the on the palate. And you say aromatic, but it's not floral. Not floral. No, no floral. It's just you know, I didn't pick anything out really distinctive in the in the, in the nose. No, it's real light and mellow, but I do get that hint of banana, a little bit of not not like your typical bottled no. in bond. No, bottled in bond. Uh, like you said, a little banana, little vanilla, light oak, a little bit of bacon spice because we are getting ready for uh, Thanksgiving. So I got some cinnamon and nutmeg, maybe a little allspice on the brain. Yeah, hey, marzipan. Maybe some muted oak. It's definitely one of the better bottled in bonds I've tasted. To me, good finish. To me, the taste is, is uh, light and balanced is, is what I put in my notes. Yeah. There's nothing really that jumps out. I mean, there's there's your typical vanillas and your caramels. I don't get any oak like I did on the nose. It's just real rounded, balanced, easy drinker. Man, I could see, you know, nice, cool fall evening sitting on the back porch just drinking this neat. You know, I, I, it's big perfect. You going to sit on that couch I've moved 17 times? And, and now that couch that he's moved 17 <laughs> times, luckily, is on the back porch. Perfect. So it's in the best spot to sit out and enjoy. And, and like I said, that, that's what this would be because it's not hot. And the, and the finish, the finish is short. And um, kind of, so it kind of makes me want to go back, have another sip. Makes me want to go back and have another sip. You know, nothing. I mean, it's just a well-rounded pour. A good eating bourbon. Yeah. I could see having this with a bowl of vanilla ice cream. Eating is not <laughs> eating ice cream, Bob. I mean, like a meal. <laughs> This, to me, is more of like a dessert. I think I'd like to have this with a bowl of vanilla ice cream. James, we're at your place. Where's my bowl of vanilla ice cream? We only eat chocolate around here. Well, I don't think that's going to pair well with this. You get what you get, and you don't pitch fit. By God, I, I think I am going to pitch a fit. But anyway, I, I'm enjoying this, Justin. You, you, what, what would you like to talk about? It. You picked it, didn't you? Where's the party at? Yeah, exactly. where's the party? Helen Cellar. Uh, we, uh, we went down for... Uh, vacation my wife uh she likes to go on vacations and she kind of um they all yeah they do they like those and uh while i'd been working the previous three months to pay for this vacation she uh asked me at the last minute and said hey where are we going i told her kentucky and she got a little frown on her face and she said i thought we was going to the beach that's what i thought uh, she's gonna say and uh, i said yeah well i'm going to kentucky uh i think you'll really enjoy it I drag her down, and we go to the uh, Barton Distillery, and we got the hard hat tour on uh, Very cool. December 17th around. So probably about snow on the ground, about 20 degrees, maybe five in the wind. And uh, she looked at me, and she said, do we really got to do this? And I said, yeah, we really got to do this. So lady takes us around. We were actually on a tour with uh, two FBI agents, uh, and it was all just four of us. It was me, my wife, and the two FBI agents, and uh, they asked a lot of questions. We sat back and tried to shiver up to them, try to stay warm, but after we got to see the whole place and uh, 
go out and pick out some good bourbon and that was the first pick that she had actually done with me uh so i really enjoyed it i think it's approachable from any standpoint a novice or a expert drinker and that kind of proved itself with her uh liking this one and me liking the same one also so now does she drink bourbon regularly uh no she's more of a uh, wine and vodka type person uh every once in a while she'll bring into a little bit of uh, crown royal or uh you get into that crown peach uh <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get her any crown peach oh my goodness uh, we sold nine cases in two days and i brought her one bottle and she got through that one and said where's the rest and so that's kind of how that so you did went. get her some crown peach huh? yeah. okay so yeah. she's saying where's the party all the time <laughs> yeah exactly now i'll be honest my my wife she doesn't drink bourbon a whole lot she's a red wine girl now when she wants a drink, she wants 1792, but foolproof. She loves the foolproof. She's, to her, it's just the right amount of heat and flavor. And she drank it many a times. But you put Blanton's in front of her, or you put some of this other stuff. Nah, nah. Now I'm still trying to get mine to venture out and try some bourbon. She can't get past the, the smell. So I asked good. her, I asked her, I said, Do you want to come try this? It tastes like banana pudding. And I ain't got an answer yet. I'd probably try her on the uh, Elmer T. Lee. It's usually a nice little place to start for people that don't like it. I always found that out. Well, yeah, when, when you can find a bottle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't say hundreds years. <laughs> Even Elmer T. Lee around here. I mean, it ain't just sitting around. Most stores around here put it all in their allocation list. Yeah. I had a lady come in probably about two weeks ago. I'm in the back just doing paperwork and kind of listen to everything that's going on out front. And I hear this lady going... Y'all got Elmer T. Lee? And she's looking over at the regular shelves and not looking behind the counter, not looking any, asking to talk to anybody. And uh, I come out and I said, yeah. I said, we got some. What other kind of drinks do you like? She said, well, we only drink Elmer T. Lee. I asked her kindly. I said, well, where are you getting all of it at? If you're only drinking Elmer T. Lee, you probably drink maybe one, two bottles a year. Uh, and uh, it was just uh, hilarious. Some of the responses you get coming in the store wanting just a bottle like that looking over in the wild turkey section well there was a time when elmer t lee did sit on the shelf and you'd probably have six or eight just sit there yeah what 39.99 a bottle i was a little bit before my time i got in around 2000 late 2015 so i'd probably say about two years previous to that you had some bourbon uh allocated bourbon sitting around on the shelves waiting for people well you've seen it change a little bit and we, we'll get into you own, owning the store here in a minute but You've seen it change. You used to have Henry McKenna sitting on the shelf collecting dust. Yeah, we had case stacks of it. And now you're lucky to get one or two in, and they're gone 15 minutes later. That's right. We usually sit about one out a week out on the shelf just for some person to come in and find it. Henry McKenna. Now, it is a great 10-year-old bottled and bond product, but it's Henry McKenna. I mean, I can remember, I mean, when it was, what, $32.99 maybe? Yeah, I think we were starting somewhere around there, and then they uh, brought it in. So our cost came in at about $33, somewhere around that mark, and everybody started freaking out, you know, once it went up just a little bit in cost. But I think I got mine still at $39.99. So we're making a four bucks off of it, so that ain't too bad. Just because it won an award. <laughs> I've won a ton of awards in my day. I ain't got a raise yet off of them. I don't know what I'm going to do. But uh, You ain't got an inch taller either. No, I hadn't. But I don't know if you know this, Bob, but my liquor cherry was popped by buying a bottle at Helen Cellar. Now, you didn't mm -hmm. own it then, so it's not his problem. 
So before we get into Justin's history, mm-hmm. let's talk about your history with Helen Seller. Well, in my history was is I lived in Towns County, Hiawassee, and and you didn't buy liquor in Hiawassee, and you still don't. So we would make trips down to Helen, cruise around a little bit. We thought we were bulletproof, and I never did think I was ten foot tall, but you know maybe six foot. And we'd drive down, and we'd have our fake IDs, and they weren't really good ones. <clears throat> But uh, we'd most of the time we'd go in there and, and they'd just sell it to us, you know, and we'd drink a little bit and then we'd... Are we getting Budweiser? No, Bud man, we got we get Budweiser at home. You can get beer at home. Get beer. But we got liquor. We got White Label Jim Beam. That's what we drank. And just like you could have been buying Wild Turkey 8-Year 101. Could have. Yeah. Could have been buying some Old Rip. Could have been buying a ton of stuff. The old squat bottle OWA was probably just sitting yep, there. You walk, probably, probably walked right by it. But and I you went cheap. for the Jim Beam one. Yep, seventeen ninety nine. I think it was back in the day. That's I mean, we were just looking to have fun. But yeah, that's that was my first liquor store. That was my first purchase of any liquor was in that store. That's awesome. That's kind of one of the reasons why we uh, decided on that store to purchase because we started. Um, I got the cool opportunity to actually work at the store for two year, uh, two months before I bought it. And I would hear a few stories come in where people had, uh, you know, somebody would come in, they say, my dad's been buying beer here since they were 16 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd remember the people that used to work there, all kind of specific things about the store. So it had a certain nostalgia that uh, kind of uh, drove me to buy that store. And it was uh, had a uh, cool best location in town, the first one on the right when you're coming in. Now they've started building a lot more buildings around the Holiday Inn and a, a new hotel coming up. So it's kind of on the uh, progress side of town. So it's been, a, it's been a wonderful purchase and enjoyable. And so you got history in, in Helen. You, you've lived in Helen. You've lived around Helen. I heard you, you were talking earlier. You've lived in Alpharetta. But now, now you're back home. And Helen, what's it like being back home? It's real nice. Um, I went down to West Palm Beach for about five years and worked down there in the heat. And then I came back up and worked in Alpharetta for about 15 years. And uh, after that, it was um, nice to get back to the mountains. My brother-in-law and sister actually live on Lake Burton. Uh, and my family, uh, other rest of my family lives in North Georgia. So we were far enough away where they wouldn't surprise us, but close enough where we could go see them when we wanted to. Yeah. And Helen, you know, when I was a kid growing up, you know, I only live an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes outside of Helen. You know, that's where I cut my teeth, ride my motorcycle a lot. You know, when I was a little bit younger and a little bit dumber, but. Are you in the wild hogs, Bob? Man, I, I am a wild hog. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, and Helen's always been real motorcycle friendly. So Helen's always been a, a great town and. This time of year, you know, you and I were talking about Oktoberfest. I mean, Oktoberfest has its place. But, like, right now, you know, the Christmas lights are up. You know, you got the Christmas store that you can go into and all that kind of fun stuff. And then I, I personally always make a stop at Hansel and Gretel's uh, little fudge shop. I bet you do. <laughs> you know, I could walk there blindfolded. And, you know, I got my things in there that I want to get. And I make sure I, I procure those items before I leave. Because I know I won't be back for a little bit, but that's been another bonus is our location is located right beside Hansel and Gretel's main store, so we can see people pull up that are tourists 
Um, they pull up, the wives go into the candy store, the men go into the liquor store and search around the bourbon aisle for a little bit. And then all of a sudden the wives come in and buy their tequila and vodka and wine. And the men are still kind of searching for bourbon or whatever. And, uh, but you can kind of always tell, but that's been a, another plus of, uh, that location where we're at that right beside that candy store, people are coming in town and their people are his people are using my parking lot and going in both stores and my people are using his parking lot and going in both stores and it kind of works works out real nice and, and there might be people listening that don't understand what helen is yeah. i mean really james do you want to talk about what helen is i mean it, it from my experience it, that people in helen they're a huge family you know my wife worked there for a little while and she's got a friend that owns a store in helen and and it's it's like a big family everybody knows everybody and, and and they all help each other. That's one thing I've noticed about Helen. It's but a, it's it's a German Alpine village. Well, you didn't. I didn't know you want me to go into that. Yeah, yeah. Tell everybody what it is. What is Helen? Is a German? Is it because I'm German? I, is that why you I, want me to talk about? I do about not it? think Smith is German. I'm German and Irish, son. You're white. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Bob, it's an Alpine village. I wish they had a ski, you know, a ski slope too. That'd be sweet. They need to. No, do that. no. You know what they do have? They got the Chattahoochee going right through the middle of town. And, buddy, you can hop in a hot pink or a neon green. You got to go tube. hot pink. That's my customer. <laughs> you can go right on. You can hop on in and go on down one. I've taken my kids up there several times. They also just opened up the Alpine Coaster. so it'll I have not done that yet. Come off the side of the mountain probably at about 30 miles an hour and has your uh, self-break where you can slow it down a little bit or you can speed it up or however you want to do it. But it's been a kind of a draw for town, I guess, for a lot of people that hadn't been back in a while. And then also, it's, it's uh, they're very welcome to the Shriners. I did my summer ceremonial up there. and it, You're a Shriner? Yeah. You got your own little go-kart? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> that'd, no. that'd be sweet if you did. I'd drive that thing all the time. <laughs> I do have several friends that do, but, I mean, I ain't seen Helen turn anybody away. I mean, they got you got motorcycles coming up there. And big motorcycle events. You got Oktoberfest. Like I said, you got the Big Shriner Parade and event. You got the rice burner. Yeah, they shut them down a couple years back. Oh, did they? The, uh, the Volkswagen and uh, yeah. Audi group. But it turned out there was a bunch of locals in Ford uh, F350 Power Strokes that were doing all the burnouts. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, they ended up kicking them out. But they allowed them back uh, to come back as a trial run this last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, that was one of our largest weekends. I want to say we did around forty thousand uh, dollars in a sa- uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which is a pretty good number, uh, just for a smaller store, and uh, it was it was directly related to that event. So those events they do help out a lot. I kind of people say, you know, do you have an off season? A lot of people think it's a different time than what it is, but the way I like to look at it is we're basically the first time that somebody's able to take a top off a Corvette or take a top off a Jeep come down the road on a motorcycle, get up in the mountains the first time, maybe around like the first of March, uh, depending on when it starts warming up. Uh, but really then to about uh, January 1st or New Year's, uh, it's probably pretty busy. And then there are two kind of slower months. There's January and February, which isn't always a problem in a store. You want some time to do some remodeling and getting things back up to speed before you get ready for the next season. Well, I know I've done a couple of frosty ball runs up starting up in Helen and going up through Hiawassee and Blood Mountain. You don't know what a frosty ball run is, do you? You do it on January 1st. I don't want to hear anything about your frosty balls. <laughs> Nothing. It, it gets cold up there in the mountain well, I mean, on January 1st. I mean, they, where I come from, they call that stupidity. 
cornbread and chicken. No. No. But all right, so Justin, we've heard his tales about coming into Hell and Cellar with its fake ID and getting hammered on Jim Beam White Label, walking right past the squat bottle OWAs, walking right past the Wild Turkey 8-year 101s, walking right past probably Weller 12s and Elmer T. Lee's and all that fun stuff to get to his Jim Beam White Label. We had 20 bucks. We're going to reiterate that point. I did not own that store. Yeah, he did not own that store. uh, Any IDs that were used, but uh, I'm not really sure about that. He could have been uh, of age or somebody who ever bought it for him could have been of age. We all highly doubt that fact. (laughs) But yeah, he did not own the store and it should not be done. Wait till you get older. It's funner when you get older anyway. Funner. It is funner. That's what we're teaching our kids these days. Eh, I can't help it. So I got Justin, my speak. So you bought the store in 2015. That's correct. September, uh, I want to say around 19th, September 19th, the 2015. Buddy, you walked into the shit, didn't you? Yeah, we uh, hit. Bur- bourbon was hitting in 15. Yep. You walked in September when bourbon hits. Tell me about your first fall owning a liquor store with this bourbon craze going on. Well, at the time, their uh, their sales were a little bit down, um, and uh, we didn't quite know a lot about when allocations hit and kind of what was going on in this market. But the way we looked at it was uh, was a, a, an adventure. Um, we brought uh, the inventory from about thirty thousand to about four hundred thousand in about three years. Uh, probably in that first year, uh, first month that I bought that store, I probably spent about hundred thousand dollars just getting the shelves uh, stocked properly so people would start using the store again Uh, so really the bourbon that was there was slim to none on the allocated part of of that year did it stop the phone from ringing um it uh it wasn't i say the phone was ringing more asking for products that we didn't have at that time because i Mm. I told you that i worked there for about two months before we actually bought it so we were we're working on a uh a low amount of money to repurchase items every week so we once we started investing a lot more money into the uh, inventory that's when we started seeing people pick up as far as business coming back or whatever else so i would say it really took us that first whole year before we uh, got started in the um in the allocated bourbon game now we had a few we had a few bourbons that were uh more more if we would have saved a few of those uh squatty bottle wellers or something like that and you know every time a label changes you know i start putting bottles back when uh, four roses yellow label went off i started sticking cases you know back in our safe and uh when the uh this baker's bottle just changed recently yeah 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 so i started sticking those old uh, baker's wax tops you know back do you know how many Uh, people post on facebook now y'all ever seen this baker's before it's like that has been sitting on the shelf for years i want to say i had four bottles that's on the shelf and they've been there for about a year and a half and not one of them's moved exactly (laughs) and now everybody's like this this baker's y'all ever heard of this baker's it's seven years old yes came out with a cool little trendy bottle but i think that uh that 13 year that they put out at the same time gave it a little bit of buzz around it too now did you get uh, any of those because I, no, I didn't see a one no 13 years around right now and i'm hoping that they're just uh holding my allocation if you know what i mean but i don't really know if they'll you ever know, come the, out the funny thing about that is we just did a barrel pick with another store and every single pick that we had was 13 and a half to 14 years old and last time i checked bakers and knob creek Ain't, there's no difference. 
Both of them are beam products. Probably sit two barrels away in the rick house. That's correct. You know, I found that. That's we were talking about learning different stuff about distilleries. But Jim Beam, I picked my first uh, Knob Creek on my birthday a couple weeks back, and um, that was an amazing experience. It ended up being a fourteen-year, ten-month wonderful bourbon. But the first time I went there, you know, we sell a lot of basil Hayden in our store. So I want to say we did like 40, 40 cases this past year of basil Hayden. So my so you're, so you're about to get in. 120, 128 bottles of 14, over 14 year old Knob Creek at 120 proof. But if you got in that 13 year old Baker's, people would be kicking in your door just to get a bottle of that. Doesn't even make any sense, does it? No, the uh, allocation game sometimes gets a little bit out of whack and people lose their head off of limited supply runs. And uh, sometimes they wish they would just turn back and look at some of the uh, bottles that are on the shelf that are a lot of times a lot better than allocated bottles. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times a Four Roses store pick has been so much better than, uh, well, that Heaven Hill 7-year that I just had to buy. It was disgusting. I ain't going to lie. Pe- people that post on there, was this any good? And they got it sitting in their lap in their car, not even open yet. Well, open it and you'll find out you just wasted 40 bucks, buddy. Yeah, we had, uh, you know, a lot of times as a store owner, you got these new products coming in and you're wondering, you're looking at it, you're watching the uh, bourbon societies on Facebook and seeing what people are talking about. A lot of times I go on some that are different markets out of market so we can see a little bit of feedback before that product actually gets to our market, Mm -hmm. whether it be out west or up north or whatever else. But that particular product the day it came in you know they sent us a six-pack case and you know we i think i want to say we put 44.99 or 45.99 something like that on it and you know and then somebody came and bought a bottle and uh we started asking questions at what you know what price and if we're ever going to get it again because a lot of these limited supply you don't know technically if it's going to be like the dickel bond or the early times bonded or if it's going to be like the granddad bonded you don't know if it's going to be something that's uh available all the time or something that's going to be like a one-time run and it's going to come out allocated again next year you know you're you're, you're kind of guessing at that point in time whether you're going to get it again and a lot of that has to do with the pricing of it sometimes uh whether whether it's going to be a six bottles per year if it's going to be a 140 bottles per year kind of deal now i wish they would have just kept rolling out the heaven hill six year as good as it was kept it at the 12.99 price point and just expanded the markets. You didn't need to take a year off. You didn't need to triple the price. It was good as it was. It's all about making money, Bob. Marketing. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You, t- you take one more year, sell it for triple the amount, make triple the money. And all you had to do was wait one more year. Yeah, I watched that Facebook Live where y'all did that, and I was kind of snickering at home. I didn't get a chance to try that exact uh, heaven hill that y'all put up against it but we my buddy had some old ones that he kind of put up a few of those uh against it and we kind of thought the same thing you know we we thought that it was uh possibly something where you know it was going to be that much better Mm -hmm. but i think it's a case where they kind of came out and said we're going to put a new fancy label on it and we're going to limit it a little bit and uh, raise the price up a little bit and see what people think about it blue was the color for this year because you had your Weller Full Proof coming out this year, blue label. That Heaven Hill fancy blue label. Seemed like new pro- new products that came out this year were highlighting the blues. Yeah. I and so far, the blue, blue ain't blue. doing good with me. No, it's not. 
I think they kind of wanted to change it because you look at it, you think it's a Jack Daniels bottle. I mean, I, I think that's part of the reason they did it. But, you know, it, it for us, I mean, you know, me and Bob, we're no expert, but it tasted know, better than the 70. Good. I may not be an expert, but I can tell you what tastes good. Yeah. And sometimes. I can tell you my steak tastes better than your steak. No. We're <laughs> going to find out. <laughs> I mean, there's a few things I do know, and my steak better than your steak, and Heaven Hill seven year is not as good as Heaven Hill six year. Yeah, so um, you know, following you and 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 talking with you online and Facebook Messenger and stuff, and what is your favorite bourbon ever? Mm. Now it can be it can be something new. You you can have two. You can have something that's older, something that's newer. Just whatever you want to say is your favorite ever. That's a hard question to come right up on me like that with, but uh, I guess we're gonna get into it like that. And we're not gonna try and make any brands or reps upset with you exactly i mean that's cool it's not not a big deal um i'd say uh my favorite all time uh would have to be that wlw william larue weller it's just amazing that something that 128 proof this year uh can be that high and just still be smooth Mm -hmm. um i've tasted a few of them i've had that 144 hazmat uh weller um and it's just uh, it's just amazing that they can put out a product like that and it still be palatable for a lot of different people, smooth or whatnot. And I'd have to say one of my other ones, you know, just coming right off of the rip would be that uh, ASW, the regular Fiddler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I was just really taken aback by that approach. I'm sure people know that that is a four-year MGP product mm-hmm. uh, that, that's in their barrels. But when he started telling me the uh, Georgia background on that product, that the owners graduated from UGA, that the farm was in Jackson County, that they took the white oak tree from and cut the, the heart out of it, charred it, and then aged it another two months to make the uh, Georgia heartwood barrel. I mean, I was just, I was kind of blown away at that whole process. Mm-hmm. And uh, they make some really good other products also. No, the ASW is doing some really, really good things. Katie and I used to go down there before she got pregnant. She, she and I would go down there to their events and love. Now, I'm not a scotch guy, I'll be honest. I don't drink a whole lot of the scotch, but, you know, the bourbon stuff they've been putting out, um, Unison. You know, they've had three or four different iterations of the weeded bourbon, but every iteration, it gets a little bit better, gets a little bit better. And now I think these store picks that they're doing are really on point. And I think once they hit that six-year mark, it's going to be something special. And I know that's two more years away, and I hope that they're setting some back for that six-year mark because you can still get that hint of young corn in a lot of the store picks. That's going to go away in two more years, but man, the stuff they're putting out and it's what forty nine ninety nine, sixty nine for a store pick. Yes. For a store pick. And then I want to say that other one comes in at around like thirty four ninety nine. Okay. the regular fiddler, you know, um, great. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on that shelf at sixty nine ninety nine that I wished I'd have never bought. There is. Yeah. I mean, but you never know until you try. Right. And yeah, right. you know, Booker's for all everything that Booker's is. Booker's is a good product, but you put down a Booker's and you put down an ASW store pick, same price. I'm gonna take that ASW. All right. I think I think that it is a. 
And you know, she said that she wasn't going to call me. <laughs> she said that she was going to text me because she knew we were going to be recording. Making pancakes. But I, did, I, but I did tell her I was going to be home making bacon pancakes. Oh, I like <laughs> making that. Making bacon pancakes. I did tell her I was going to be home at 6, and it is 5.59. <laughs> She'll just have to wait. Yeah, good things come to those who wait, baby. Yeah. Well, you brought us a few things to try, and I'm going to tell you, I ain't never been so blown away by what somebody walked in the door with. You want to tell everybody what you... what A... What you brought us, B, what you did with the product, and then C, what we're about to do. All right. Um, I brought in the Pappy uh, five-bottle lineup, everything except for the 13-year rye. I figured coming in on this podcast, one thing I don't really like to get outdid or outdone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I figured that uh, what better way to make sure that didn't happen but bring five balls of Pappy. We got the opportunity to work with Cowboys and Angels, a uh, restaurant over in Helen, Georgia, and do a uh, Pappy tasting, five bottles, obviously, without the rye. And uh, it turned out really good. So I figured with the uh, time of the year that we were in, then what better time than to uh, break it out again and uh, have another little sample of it to – See exactly what we're out hunting for during this time of year. I mean, you took and poured an ounce and a half for everybody at this tasting. They got them a good old steak dinner. And y'all raised how much for charity? Uh, we had probably about 500 that went to a, a local family, family promise charity. Then we uh, basically covered the cost of the meal and of some future events that we're going to plan to do. I think we got the uh, antique collection that we're also going to do up there. So the five-pottle set of the antique collection we're also going to kind of do up there, but kind of using that as an opportunity for people that don't get to try them all five at the same time or all five of them ever, just give them an opportunity to open them up and, and, and get a taste of it and see it actually happen. I mean, how long have you been doing this, Bob? You've been drinking bourbon eight, nine years now? I've been drinking bourbon. I really started drinking it in about 07. And there's two of these you've never tasted. There is two on here that I've never had. I mean, it's well worth it. I mean, I've, I've been to a bunch of tastings. I'm sorry I couldn't make it the, the one when y'all did that. I, I wanted to. But you know that work thing gets in the way sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I've been to Weller tastings. I've been to – I went to a Weller tasting with, with Julian Van Winkle awesome dude i've went you know to different you know mictors this that the other it's an awesome time to try it see if you like it see if you actually want to chase it and that's it's a real good thing for people that have never never been or never had it because not everybody's getting one if somebody gets all five of these they've either bought it on secondary or they own the store or something i mean not everybody's going to get five bottles of, of pappy or five or one the beta, or even one yeah you know, I mean, I haven't gotten any BTAC. I mean, I ain't gotten any Pappy this year, and I probably won't. Yeah, you're probably gonna be behind me in line, so <laughs> you're, you're not. James brings the BS, so he goes first. So, <laughs> hey, he's the one that did it. Now, we are. I'm drinking this old rip right now. Yeah. Wow. And I'm gonna tell you, I, I I love my OWA. I think OWA is a great product, but this is a much better rendition. Oh, no doubt. Oh, OWA. You know, they always say, oh, OWA is just like, you know, old no, rip. No, no. Dude, I, not this, to me. this does not have the heat that one that normal OWA has. It's got so much more flavor. Yeah. I get all, like, I'm sitting here drinking it. I'm getting, like, plum 
and raisin. You gonna bring out them hard fruits again? Stone fruit. Stone fruit. Stone, stone, stone fruit. fruit. Do you know what a dang stone fruit was? I ain't heard of that one. I mean, you never heard like plums. Okay. And apricots and you know because of the core. Or? I think it's because it's hard okay. when you pick it off the tree. Okay. All these all these crackheaded tasting notes. You know, I've done a little bit of studying on tasting notes and what your tongue and and nose can do. If you get more than three tasting notes, you're a liar. Yeah, I've heard that uh, women are a little bit better at the uh, nose side and the tasting side of uh, bourbon or whatnot, and I'm a little bit uh, inexperienced on that of of actually calling out what it is. But it's funny, when we went and did that buffalo pick, there was a girl that was fresh out of Kentucky College, and, I mean, she was was a chemist, graduated, and she was in their chemistry program of actually proofing bottles and Mm -hmm. doing different things with different bottles at different proofs. She walked it through. She walked us through that pick, and um, I was just amazed at the things that she was saying is exactly what I was getting. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. with different with different stuff. So I mean, that's pretty cool. But like I said, I'm a, I'm kind of a novice of when it calls to uh, comes to calling them out of what I'm actually yeah. tasting. I mean, I am too. I mean, I'm in this a, a year right now. You know, I was drinking Bullet Bourbon like it's going out of style before that. I mean, good bourbon. I mean, Bullet it's bourbon. good stuff. Yeah, that ain't something normal. Someone normally picks off the off the shelf. You know, let me tell you why. But straight to the head. Sylvester Stallone movie. He's like, you got bullet? No. Well, I do. He said, you can't drink <laughs> that in here. He said, how much does the glass cost? And he paid for the glass. But I mean, that's why. That's when I started drinking it for real. I mean, placement well, of that bourbon. I'm excited it. to see what Diageo is going to do with this single barrel pick. I know I Have saw. Have you done one yet? Haven't done it. I'm in line. I already got my form filled out, and I saw that Sprayberry. Uh, went over and did that one, you know, so I was kind of excited to see that actually come, you know, forth and exactly how they're going to differentiate their single barrels or whatnot. It'd be interesting to see how they get that program in. I'm going to uh, back to Buffalo to pick another Buffalo Trace on uh, January 20th and uh, foolproof 1792 on that same day. So those will be my next two picks uh obviously after the knob creek which i think the knob creek's gonna be early february before we actually receive the product what are we gonna call that thing i think everybody's uh, <laughs> come together and say we're gonna slob on the knob oh god <laughs> no you are not i don't know um my some of my store uh, folks you'll get like a dog slobbering on like a trailer hitch no son <laughs> yeah i was gonna I, mean, I was gonna probably put it on 75 uh, percent of my bottles but the bottles that went in my store i was gonna put them without the label i am gonna go ahead and tell you that we might get a little bit of kickback from well that, i mean you got the church going folk you know that come in there the baptists <laughs> they gonna come in there and buy their liquor and beer and they don't want to see that well the baptists that they gonna come in on saturdays yeah they, they don't come in on sunday yeah yeah so, yeah, I mean, you know, that's one thing I, I like doing. I like coming up with ideas, and I've got a notebook full of them just because I like doing it. I'm, I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. So I keep my notebook with me every day, and then I might have an idea sitting in traffic because I don't have anything else to do but think. But um, Knob slobber was an idea. Well, I mean, Bob, if you don't know, it's a song, okay? I, I We just talked about that a little bit before we started, but I'm – just very intrigued at the fact that a, a certain type sticker can make a barrel of bourbon sell four to five times quicker than a, yeah. a, a bottle that hasn't been stickered. Um, I'm intrigued with the whole process and definitely wanting to get the first one of mine done. Uh, I guess my question also would be, was on that 1792, can you do it at a late release? Can you put a sticker on it? Buddy, we can put <laughs> sure a sticker on anything. 
and I got some gold wax at home. We can dip that sucker in some gold wax. Go over <laughs> the top that, that yellow label and that gold topper. Yeah, you get wax and, and you get a sticker. I mean, I and I'm gonna tell you, it'll be gone in 15 minutes. The purest, the purest don't like it, but we're not we're not in in the purest anymore. We're in the tater age. I have a little bit of tater. I'm not gonna lie. You you are a sticker whore. I like stickers. If it's yeah. a sticker I like, I mean, there's a bunch sitting over there that, that I, I mean, bought look, he because got a, I like. Look at that. He bought that bottle of Buffalo Trace because it got a damn Ohio State figurine on it. No, it does not. That's what that thing is. It's an Ohio State thing, that Buffalo Trace. This one? Yeah. No, it's not. It's a Cleveland Indians. It's Joe Boo. Whatever. Ohio State, Cleveland Indians, same thing. You need to quit drinking. Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's... it's it, a good sticker idea, and you know we've talked about it numerous times. And hey, look at that Taterade right there. Yeah, on that TC bottle, Tater. You know, it might be sad, and the purists might not like it, but it's it's what we live in today. You know, I put on there when when uh, Kyle was posting videos, and and I put on there the that picture that we talked we talked about. I don't know eight, ten different stickers, and I put that on there. I I want I want six of them. He don't even know what it tastes like. He don't care. But he knows that, that that he likes that sticker and and he wants them, and I mean that that's 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 marketing too, just like changing the label. Yep, same thing. Yeah, nobody wanted Baker's when it was a black bottle and black wax sitting next to Booker's. Change up the bottle, put a fancy sticker on it. Oh, this is Baker's. I'd never even heard of Baker's. Yeah, yeah. how long have you been drinking bourbon? Yeah, it's amazing at at that. Um, The one thing I guess we can get into it too. I don't know where exactly y'all stand on it, but the uh, a lot of people were down on the secondary market. You know, you hear a lot of negativity about hey, these guys are selling these bottles for so and so, and I'm selling them for this. Uh, You know, I'm kind of just like with the whole sticker craze. Whatever, uh, whatever makes people want them more and sell quicker. That's kind of what I'm about. But the I'm under, I'm in w- with the impression that um, without the secondary market, there wouldn't be a lot of these people hunting these bottles. No, it wouldn't be. No, um, <coughs> we uh, we made a decision at the outset because some shows have chosen to ignore the secondary. Some will talk about it. I I feel like we've embraced the secondary because I'll talk about a bottle at retail and then a bottle at secondary, whether or not you should buy it because. In all honesty, a lot of people, the only way they ever got anything allocated was on secondary. And they saved up their money all year long, and they knew an old rip was going to cost them about $400. And you know what? That's what I want to have at Christmas when my daddy comes over. And, you know, and so that's why I was so frustrated when it all went down. And then we kind of find out that Julian Van Winkle had something to do with it. It's like, man, there's a lot of people doing this because they want your product. And I understand that it is very frustrating that you distilled something or you contracted distilled something, had somebody age it in a barrel for you for 10 years, you know, and then some guy flips it and in 30 minutes makes more than you did over the course of 10 years. I understand that that's frustrating. But then there's a lot of places in this country where that's the only way that guy's going to get it. And now you're going to tell him, you know, because of his state and his state's liquor laws and it being state controlled or whatever, he don't deserve that bottle. It does help people. I got my first bottle of, of Weller from the secondary market. <coughs> I've got a lot of bottles. And I trade. I don't really sell secondary because, because there's too many unknowns. 
I'll trade, but I'll I'll research who I'm trading with. I'll make sure that who that person is. If that person is a friend of somebody that I re- I respect, like Bob has a lot of friends out there. If, if they're a friend of Bob, I will I'll trade with them in a heartbeat. <laughs> so that's, that's that's one of the good things. Way to go, Bob. Just moving a few things Just around. Clang some bottles together. He was very generous on that old rip 10 for. I'm going to be a little more sparing as I, as I move up to the lot B. Now, I do have some friends that will say that lot B is their favorite because they say it's the easiest drinking one because lot B is, on, is at 90 proof, 90.4 proof. I did have somebody else ask me the other day. They said, if you were offered the uh, old rip or the lot B, which one would you take? And I said, well, I'm going to take the old rip because I like the proof. And that, that old rip you poured for me, I, I feel like I could cuddle up next to it with a, I don't even need a blanket. It's so warm and cozy. I think when we went through the five of them, that a lot of people came back after they did the 20 and 23 to the 10 and 12 and really appreciated them a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, that when you get up to like the 23, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of it because of the oak. You know, a lot of people get put off by the oak, so it's easier on. I don't like a lot. I don't like a hot bourbon, and I don't like a lot of oak. A little bit's fine. But you like your bourbon flavor with Copenhagen. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't really say yeah because he was spitting at the time. Yeah, is that way long to, cut? Long <laughs> cut. It's the only way to go. That's what real man did. So I've only ever had a 10, 12, and fifteen. So I'm so excited that I've got a twenty and twenty three. Sitting here because I've never had it. Well, he might not let you have any. He may not. If you, <laughs> may if, you, if you don't say go dogs, you can't taste it. My God, you can't I, even smell the court. No, no, you know what we say in my house is <clears throat> the hell with Georgia. Yeah, you'll, you'll think the hell with Georgia after they whip that ass next. They are going to whip that ass. I, I mean, there, there is no doubt about that. There may be other listeners and fans of our group that might say, "Well, yeah, 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 it's going to be bad." <laughs> I got a guy out there, Zach Sosby. He'll probably listen to this, and uh, he's with that tech bandwagon. Oh, he wagon. is, yes, yeah, sir. He's with that tech bandwagon. Zach Sosby go way back, yeah. yeah he's a uh, he's another guy where I walked into his um, bourbon collection and just jaw dropped, eyes opened, and he had um, three to four bottles deep of particular bottles I'd never been able to see. You know, so I was very impressed, and uh, his openness to uh, pour me a sample or stop by the store and leave a couple of samples of uh, Van Winkle Rye or you know all kinds of that that uh, that ha- the hazmat uh, William Weller room. Uh, he actually he allowed me to taste that the Eagle Seventeen. I could go on the Blantons. Now, have you had Blantons Gold? That's the one. He that's the one he let me try. I'm gonna tell you right now. Straight from the barrel is good, but I'm a, I'm a gold fan. Gold digger. That's right. I've been really amazed. This, with 12, this, 12, is, this 12 is good, but it just don't carry that warmth that the old rip did. And which, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think a lot of people, what ends up happening is if you're going through the flight and you're going starting at 10, that a lot of people, you go to that 107, and then you go back down to the 90, and then back to the 107 with the 15-year-old. So I think a lot of people were just kind of. Uh, it's not bad. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, if somebody handed me a bottle and said, "Here you go, have a nice day," I'd say thank you. I mean, that's the biggest thing when we when we compare store picks is is you're like, well, I don't, we don't want anybody to ever get their feelings hurt saying that oh, mine finished last. It doesn't mean it wasn't good. We're content. You know, we got to have something to talk about. If we don't talk about Atlanta, that's that's what we want to talk about. It's Atlanta. 
smell that 15 year. Now this is the technically the first Pappy. Okay. I know everyone says Pappy 10, Pappy 12. This first cigar. Is, it's the first cigar. This is the first Pappy. This is my sweet spot. This right this here. has a nose. Oh my god. Is it orgasmic, Bob? Um no, it's not. No, but I'm going to tell you. Th- this is uh what a lot of bourbon tries to be. Yeah, I mean my opinion, you don't beat the 15. I mean, that's a lot of people's opinion. There's a lot of people that like the 20 and the I've not I've not had the 20 yet. So you're about to coming up. But see, this right here takes everything that's good about the old rip. Mm-hmm. It makes it better. Yeah, with that little bit of age. You know, all that stone fruit characteristic. Tell tell me you taste the plums. Tell me you time. taste a little bit of raisin. Exactly. Okay, I can get that. But that's to me where the sweetness comes from is that type of sweetness. I taste a it's pie. Like a mixed berry pie? No. Like no an berries. Apple pie. An apple pie. You taste an apple. Mm-hmm. I taste the crust off of an apple with a little bit of the, the, the gel gelatinous material. Not the apple, but the gelatinous material. That's what I taste. I ain't gonna lie, I can see that. Not the apple pie on American pie. <laughs> <laughs> is it like a McDonald's apple pie? <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. McDonald's apple pie is pretty damn good. <laughs> Especially when they give it to you for free. Mm. When you order a large fry and a large sweet tea, you can't Ooh. beat that free apple pie. <laughs> yes, sir. It's either McDonald's or, or Waffle House after drinking that Jim Beam white, white label. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have a Waffle House. We didn't have a McDonald's back in my day. Back in my heyday. And we but had a couple Huddle House uh, over yep. there where I was, and there were no Waffle House. They recently put a Waffle House over there. You can't, I mean, you get, I mean, there's a lot of people who get the smothered, covered, flubbered, and scattered, blubbered, covered, chopped, tomato, what's a tomato? Diced, diced. I mean, you just get a triple order of hash browns and just let it soak in, son. A little bit of ketchup. You don't put no cheese on it? No. Yes. Let's do it right. I, no, I got to have cheese and some hot sauce. Hey, one fat kid to another. We just eat it the way we eat it. <laughs> now, so this is a Pappy 20. It is a 94 po- 90.4 proof like the 12-year is. But I've never had it, and he just poured me. <laughs> this is like a $150 pour at a restaurant. <laughs> oh, it's good to have friends. It's great. To- oh, my God. I smelled this, and you know what popped in my head? And y'all going to think I'm nuts. I smell Valentine's Day. I don't know why. Boom, Valentine's Day. I know I'm weird. I <laughs> smell chocolate. I smell ones. They said leather. Something about a, something leather. Um, I get I get chocolate. Now the finish the finish is the best on that one. Uh, I'm gonna I give get, it that. The finish is the best on the twenty so far. You don't smell chocolate? Oh my goodness. I do get leather, but I get chocolate. I get I like get a little bit of tobacco. I get like I do get floral. I'm sorry, I do. I get a little hint of floral in there. Like when you got them that pack of flowers you went and bought on the 14th of Valentine's Day and got them sitting in the back seat to take home. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Look at look how oily that is. Up on it's not even leaving that glass. It's still sitting there. It's not moved down a bit. No, it's hanging. Mm. We can call that hang time, Bob. We can rate it on hang time. Ooh, man, and that's got just just a little bit of spice. Touch a spot. We'll be using jiggers next time for sure. <laughs> I get, and you know, on the finish, I get creme brulee, like that creamy, like a, almost like a toasted marshmallow. Yeah, yeah. But to me, it's more like that toasted sugar on top of that creme brulee. Yeah, 
well, toasted marshmallows, toasted sugar. I mean, <laughs> you know, but that creaminess. But yeah, marshmallows creamy too. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I've never had this. This is hey, so good. Hey, if we pick this barrel, it would be so fresh, so cream cream. Oh my god. I think I'd be happy that I brought this one day. Whenever I hear the podcast come out, you know, I'll say that I'm I'm happy this happened this way. Uh, getting to enjoy some good bourbon with new friends and. Mm-hmm. If I gotta wait till you come to my house. Well, you've been to my house. Don't look at me like that. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking at you anyway. I'm just I'm just waiting to hear what you got to say next. When he comes down, comes to my house, I'm gonna, you know, he ain't gonna have to bring his own. Bob, you're thinking too damn much. Mm-hmm. That's it's a, good. That's it. I mean, that's it's just. But that that's a good, that's a good scoop of ice cream. And since we talking about ice cream, you know, good. I mean, it's it's. But that's what I get. I get chocolate. I get vanilla. I get chocolate. James has already finished his pour, and uh, me and Bob are still oh swirling God. them in the glass. Yeah. and he's like, I, I'm I'm rolling. It's like it's good. It's like it's like when Charlie Brown rolls around in the leaves, and he don't want to get up. That's what I'm doing with this bourbon. I'm just rolling in it, baby. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You got to savor the flavor. I'm about yeah. to roll your ass upstairs here in a minute, apparently. <laughs> I mean, and here you know, I am. I wore a Four Roses hat today. We ain't got a single bottle of Four Roses on the table. Hey, we can hold it up whatever y'all want. I don't care. Mm, this is so good. I, I, I really, I cannot thank you enough for bringing this because, man, this is good. Glad we got to enjoy it together. Dude, you are the best bartender I think I've ever met. She just drank Pappy Pennywinkle uh, 23. What's a best bartender? <laughs> 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 now, is this 90.4 also? 95.6. Oh, really? <sighs> that's different. That, that did taste good, but it was kind of spicy. 95.6 is a little bit different. I, I'm going to take this. This is spicy. Right. I, I don't know what happened in three years, but right. it is spice here. I'm going to talk about this 23 for a minute. This 23 does have a spice that the 20 didn't have. It does. It's got, what, just four more proof points. But not, people talk about this being over-oaked. They are nuts. I think you are crazy. I you stayed are, away from are, a 23 because of the over-oaked part. You are nuts. I believe they're liars. This is great. This is fantastic. I drink it all day. You, you you people are saying take the twenty or the fifteen or the twenty three. You are crazy. I think they told me that because they wanted the twenty or the fifteen. I mean the fifteen was very good. Don't again. We're talking about like we're talking best, bestest, and bestest best. Well, I mean it's like it's you like know. and you have you have steak and then you have a good chicken meal that you love. And then you have just old good fried potatoes and, and beans. You know, I'll take any of those I mean, they're all good. And Salisbury steak. And now I don't play with that strawberry steak. What? So. You crazy? I don't know about that. Bacon gravy? Come on now. I'm starting to see why you got that big old tummy, son. <laughs> <laughs> you got that big old tummy because you eat all that damn gravy. Gravy is meant for the morning. So yeah. Gravy stays in the morning. Y'all yeah. have one of those uh, Daniel's picks open over there? Sure do. Pink. You want that four roses? I'd love to taste some of that. That four roses is on point. This That's literally is my, my favorite pocket. Four Roses pick in Atlanta. Oh, wow. There has been, let's just give a round number of 30, um, 30 picks I in Atlanta. And I've tried all of them. I mean, I've tried it, the majority of them. You know, unfortunately, I muled a ton of these bottles, and this is my last one. Wow. I don't think there's any more left. I got one. I got one also. We traded. I uh, traded him an Eagle Rare uh, and a uh, Buffalo Store pick for uh, Four Roses. Yeah, you did. You, I, I think he did a pretty good job on that pick. 
and and he was not feeling good that day. I was act, I was he actually, told me that yeah, he I, told me that story. I was actually supposed to go on that pick, but I was at Buffalo Trace with the Buffalo Trace brand manager drinking uh the Pappy Van Winkle rye out of the barrel. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, I, I was having some things that I could not say no to. Yeah, call me on that day. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, the biggest thing is, is is the oak isn't predominant. Now, now if that was your first drink of the day. It might be very, very, very predominant, but it, right now, it, it's there. But it almost—I mean, seriously—you know—don't laugh at me. It reminds me of the 2019 LE a lot. It's—it's it's not over oaked no, like they've I, always told me. Now I've tried the 23, and it was only—it's the first drink I had that day, and it was kind of overpowering. But where it landed today, it's—it's it's not that bad. All right, so y'all can find us. Oh, excuse me. I'm going to start all over on that one. Y'all can find us on the Facebook in the groups under BS and Bourbon. You can find us on the Instagrams at bsandbourbon.atl. And uh, James runs the Instagrams. I run the Facebooks. Yeah, I'm not that good at it. It's, it's, BS, it's BS and, the, the word and. Yeah, you can't use the bourbon and symbol. Dot, not underscore, mm -hmm. ATL. Yep. And on the Facebooks, it's BS and then the fancy and bourbon. The squiggly and. We'll call it yeah, squiggly and. The squiggly and, but no ATL. No ATL. And then when we are launched on the podcast, it is going to be BS and bourbon ATL. Because supposedly somebody who hadn't done shit since June of 17 has BS and bourbon already. Hey, I'll fight anybody else that has BS and bourbon yeah, in the name. You ain't done shit since June of 17. By God, let it go. Just yeah. like Elsa said. Elsa, let it, let, go. Let, it go. let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. The snow so, never bothered me anyway. I don't know what the hell that means. Justin, tell everybody, where the are you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram, Helen Seller. Um, Are you on the Facebook? Facebook. I control the Facebook page, so anybody wanting to get allocated bourbon or any other kind of bourbon, just please hit me up on Facebook. I control the group. <laughs> it's a dangerous state. <laughs> hey, it's all I can do. That's it's all I can do right now. Hit, hit me in my uh, DMs.